quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Followed with a boo 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 boo. Welcome aboard the Yes Guy. Jim Taddy, Perry Lefko, accomplished writer. Perry Lefko with you. Our guest today, Milt Stiegel, Mike Lang, retiring voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and Gil Scott, longtime agent. Uh, Perry, how are you today, sir? Let's check in. Jim, I'm doing great. Uh, it's been a great week. Uh, I was at Woodbine a few days ago and saw Steve Foxcroft win a race, and I crashed the winner's circle. And tomorrow's uh, Sunday is the Queen's Plate Day, so it's uh, just very exciting for me as a horse racing fan. Well, now that you brought up the Foxcroft name, Fox 40 is proud to announce the launch of Ron Foxcroft's new book, The 40 Ways of the Fox. Order your copy today at fox40shop.com. Net proceeds go to Liberty for Youth and City Kids, two organizations that do wonderful work in our community. And looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park Managing Broker, Raymax West Realty Brokerage, has 26 award-winning years of real estate experience. Looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service? Put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call or text him at 647-292-8886. Serving from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka. This guy gets around. Charles Park will not be outworked by anybody. And we thank our sponsors again for keeping us afloat. Um, so the Queen's Plate Sunday, that'll be exciting, right? It always is. And uh, I was speaking to my friend Eddie Olchek, friend of yours as well. And he gave, a, he gave me the horse title forces as the horse he thinks is going to win. It's going to be 12 to 1. He also said to use it with a horse called Avoman. It's 8 to 1. Uh, the horse that I like is called Riptide Rock. And the horse who a lot of people like is called Keep Grinding, which was named after Mitch Marner. No horse named Bubba Baboo in the Not race. to this point, but it's, no. I, I'm sure it's going to happen. Bubba Babu or Yes Guy. That's Yes Guy on the outside. Bubba Babu on the inside. Oh, come on. That has to happen. Guy, you should be a race announcer. Yeah, that should be a lot of things, but here we are. Um, and so when, when, when uh, Eddie O says, use it with this horse, what does that mean? He's basically saying you pick the horse to win, but you can also pick a horse to come second, and there's, that's called an exacta. And you could use the, vo- uh, the two horses uh, up and down or basically – Title forces, Avoman, Avoman, title forces. That's called an exactor box. So if those horses finish one and two in any order, you win the bet. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I think the crowd's going to be significant at the Queen's Plate. I, I know that um, I had, was around family last night, and they wanted to go. The dinner was uh, the dinner area, the eating area sold out. So it could be an interesting crowd. And I don't know what the protocols are, but uh, there will be people there. Yeah, there's going to be people there. And, you know, the Queen's Plate, the many years that I cover it, was so exciting because it's festive. Yeah, um, I think I was there one year. Uh, I saw some royalty there, very close to uh, well, some royalty. I won't say their names anyway. But uh, it was it was just a great experience. It really is. There's something magical about the Queen's Plate because it happens every single year. Single year never gets interrupted by anything. So it's just a it's just a great piece of Canadiana. Now, do you think something can be done to to um, augment the other two legs in the Triple Crown? Um, you know, it always, it always happens that if the ho- when the horse wins the Queen's Plate, there's also a possibility he goes on to the Prince of Wales. If he wins that, he goes on and wins the, the Breeders' Stakes. And it's, uh, you know, it's a three-race thing. It's very hard to do. I was fortunate when I covered horse racing. I saw three horses do it from 1989 to 1991. So uh, 
I just think the play in and of itself creates that magic which could fuel over to the other two races. Yeah, well, without a doubt, it's the premier event. There's no arguing that, is there? No, I mean, it's festive. It's, it's great. I mean, uh, you know what? People wear fancy clothes. It's becoming more of a fashion event than just a horse race, and I think that's great. Yeah, well said. We're in an interesting time of the year. We've got the Queen's Plate. Um, we've got uh, tennis, golf, golf into the playoffs, especially this weekend. Um, basketball Summer League is over. Blue Jays uh, trying to, to fight their way in. Uh, I don't think I'm missing anything. I mean, it's it's kind of a, it's an interesting time of the year. The U.S. Open for tennis is just around the corner, um, but it's not, it's not full blast. After the Olympics, it's a bit of a lull. Yeah, but I think everyone's starting to get excited about hockey. We've got the Women's World Hockey Championships going on right now, and I think yeah. there's always the, the you know the specter. Is Canada going to win? Are they going to lose? Is the U.S. going to win? Is somebody other than those two you know, countries going to win? So there's a, I think hockey is kind of right around the corner. And, of course, into week three of the CFL, and uh, Milt Stiegel will be by very shortly. I'm, I'm very fascinated to talk with, with Mike Lang, the longtime voice of the Penguins, who's retiring. And uh, Rick Jenneret says he's got another year to go with Buffalo, which will be 51 years in the booth. That is phenomenal. This is, I think it's really, you know, for a guy like yourself who's made his career in broadcasting, it's exciting just to hear you do the bubble boo yes guy. Mike Lang's got a million calls. How they come up with these calls is something that I'm curious about. Well, I'll tell you later on. Sometimes it's just boredom, but let's. What's not boring is uh, you know halfway through week three of the, the CFL from the CFL on TSN. Milt, Milt Stiegel is here. Milt, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Very good. Now Perry has threatened it. He said he's going to make you laugh. I want to see how he's going to do that. Well, do you want me to let go of the question? Go ahead. Yeah, I want to see how you're going to make Milt Stiegel laugh. Go ahead. Milt, you dress with such splendor, but I have to know, when you're doing it from your home, are you wearing shorts or are you wearing the full suit? Uh, that's a good question. You know what? Uh, you got to laugh, though, man. I laugh. I'm, I'm laughing inside because I can't believe you asked me that, but... <laughs> Yes, guy. You know what? I, I, I don't want I don't want the viewer out there to know what I have on. So I'm going to say I'm I'm suited and booted. I have on my socks, my dress shoes. I have on everything. So I'm going to leave it at that because no one will ever know. So I'm going to say yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fully suited. But it doesn't matter. I, I could have on your pants and I'll still look good. It really doesn't matter. So I'm good to go. <laughs> you made me laugh. Way to go. Right about that. Turned it around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just a chuckle. I, that wasn't a full, full-on laugh. That was a chuckle, uh, Milton. And you know, I, I did notice you were, you know, you had the the light colors last night, which really, really punched out over the air. That was that was a great selection of clothing. Oh, thank you very much. And you know, uh, my wife, since I'm working from home now, she thinks she can uh, pick out my clothes for me. So I allow her every now and then to go in my closet and, and pick out something for me. And and I'm not bragging, but it really doesn't matter what she picks out. It all looks good, so it doesn't matter. So I, I, I give her that satisfaction of allowing her to pick out my clothes since I'm working from home for now. Well, Milt, you said you're not bragging, but a long time ago we came up with the saying, thin in the waist, cute in the face. Let's say that's bragging. How did that whole thing come about? You know what? I, I don't know. It happened one, one year in Winnipeg. Um, I, I can't remember how it happened. I don't know if I heard it somewhere, but I think it was – like 2004, 2005, and, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I, I live up to that, cute in the face. I, I basically uh, look the same since uh, 1988 when I graduated from high school, and my waist size 
and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. God honest truth is still the same. I still have a 32 inch waist, the same waist as I had when I graduated from high school. So you know, if it holds true, it holds true. You know, I look in the mirror, I'm still cute, and I can still wear the same pants I wore in high school. Not bragging, just giving you facts. Just giving you facts. Wow, 32 inch waist. I had one of those once. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about you know you're you're running the CFL on TSN. I mean you are always you've always been milt on the air. I mean you you uh, there wasn't any struggle there in my opinion. How, how do you think? How do you feel about that? Well, I mean it, I'm happy you said that, but there was a struggle. Uh, I had my early years, and the one person I got to thank for helping me get through that may rest in peace, Chris Schultz. He really took me under his wing because I, I struggled early on. I didn't know all the ins and outs. Uh, just like a lot of people on the outside looking in, I thought you just got up there and you talk. But there's more that goes into it. But uh, after that second, third year, I started getting a little bit more comfortable. I'm still not there, and if I ever get there, that's when it's time to move on. But, you know, it, it is a transition, but I'm, uh, it allows me to be myself. You know, the fact that I get to talk about football and watch football for a living, um, I, I, I can't take it serious. This is fun. You know, there's some people in this business who allow them – allow this business to stress them out, but talk about football for a living. How, how can I be stressed out? Yeah, I'm going to make a mistake or mess up her name or, or forget something or mess up a stat, but the fact that I talk about football for a living and it allows me to be me, I'm going to enjoy every single second of it. No, you and Davis are incredibly well-dressed. I have to admit that, but I have to know, what do you think of Jim Barker and the red jacket he wore Friday night? I'm, I'm, I'm proud of Jim. And I, I mentioned this on there. Jim has come a long way. When Jim first stepped on the scene, and I mentioned this, uh, his nickname to me was E.T., Earth Tone, because everything was bland. It was, it was black, gray, and, you know, when, when you get on that panel, you, you, you got to come with it. So I got on Jim, and I think he went back and, and, and asked his uh, his uh, his fiance, I think his fiance girlfriend, you know, I, I got to step up my game. So Jim has really come a long way. Uh, I'm proud of him. It's, it's like a son, and you're sending him off to – out into the world by himself. That's how I feel about Jim. But he, he, he's doing a lot better because it was a struggle early on, but he realized, hey, if I'm going to be around these well-dressed guys, I need to be well-dressed also. So I'm proud of Jim to, to, the, to the space he's in right now. Uh, I, Milt, seriously, I mean, red jacket. I thought I was watching a college basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He, he looked like, and this is not an intro, he looked like one of those used car salesmen, you know, one of those guys who's trying to sell you a, a night. A 1975 Pinto. I don't know if everybody knows what a Pinto is, but a 1975 Pinto. But, you know, Jim, he's getting out of that comfort zone. you got to appreciate that. You know, a lot of people don't feel comfortable doing things like that, but Jim is is really getting out of that comfort zone, and I love seeing it. You know, we're in the entertainment business. You know, we're in the business of making people laugh, smile, and, you know, sometimes we talk about football and all that, but at the end of the day, people want to be entertained, and that's what we're trying to do. So, Mel, I have to ask you a very serious question. Because of COVID, you and Matt are doing the work, you know, from your homes. How much of a challenge is that, Then, do you miss being around the guys in the studio? Oh, man, it, it's tough. And, and Davis and I, we're texting throughout the game because, you know, Davis and I, we, we formed a pretty good relationship. It's more than just working together. We, we have a bond like brothers. So we're texting each other the game, how much we miss each other, how – you know, he can't wait to get back to the studio. I can't wait to get back in the studio with, you know, Matt, Jim, and, and Kate and, and form that connection because we can't have those 
uh, arguments. We, we, we can't have those uh, interruptions like we like to have because there's such a delay. So I'm looking forward to doing it. We're scheduled right now, uh, Labor Day weekend, for us to be back in the studio because it's difficult. You know, you know, during the game, I'm down there by myself watching it. My wife and kids don't even come down there. I feel like, like I'm in the hole uh, in jail, and they, they just slip me some food underneath the, uh, the, underneath the door when I get hungry. So it's a difficult situation, but hopefully everything goes as planned, and come Labor Day weekend, uh, everyone is back in the studio. I'm just wondering with the uh, the relationship with Davis, if, if Chez has, has stolen any of your material so far and, and, and sort of set it on the air as his own. Has that happened? Every every now and then, you know, we, we, we talk during the week, and he'll say something. But, you know, I, I've stole some of his stuff, too. That's just the way we work. Uh, uh, like I said, we, we have that bond, and we have an understanding. And uh, I think it's really going to be showcased when we get back together. Uh, we steal each other's material. We do that stuff. We... We have some crazy talks, but uh, it's a bond that I'm really looking forward to uh, making even stronger uh, come Labor Day weekend. All right, and the last question. I I think I got you to laugh, but I don't think I did a very good job. What do I need to ask you to make you laugh? Uh, Man, have I ever looked in the mirror and not smiled at myself? You know, (laughs) you ask me that question. That's that. Way to go. You answered the question, made yourself laugh, made me proud. Good job. Yeah, and and, and no, people think I'm conceited, but I'm, I'm, I'm just honest, and I blame it on my parents. They, they embedded that in me, so blame it on Betty and Garland Spiegel. Hey, Milt, all you can do is report on what you see, right? That's it. I'm, I'm, you know what? Three H's, you know, uh, honest, humble, and, and, and uh, what's the other H? Honest, humble, and I can't remember the other H, but those are the two H's, so. That's what I'm trying to live by. <laughs> no, th- thanks very much, Milt. Appreciate it. All right, you guys take care. Have a great day. Milt Stiegel from the CFL on TSN. Enjoyed that conversation. He's fun, isn't he? He is. From the first time I met him, uh, he's just got a joie de vivre. And, you know, when he played, he played amazing, made some amazing catches, and he's bringing that enthusiasm and talent, you know, to the broadcasting world. And it's great to have him as far as the CFL on TSN. Coming up next, Mike Lang, legendary voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins. If you're an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker, Raymax West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call 647-292-8886 or email charles at remaxwest.net. Stay safe in the water this summer. For all your marine safety needs, visit fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your entire order. This is Yes Guy, the radio show, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, also available on the TSN and our radio apps. Yes Guy, Jim Taddy, Perry Lefko, Fox 40, proud to announce the launch of Ron Foxcroft's new book, The 40 Ways of the Fox. Order your copy today at fox40shop.com. Net proceeds go to Liberty for Youth and City Kids, two organizations that do wonderful work in our community. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors. Incorporated. Leave it in the corner. Murphy should be able to get the puck out. He has it. A nice play by Murphy to go to the near side. Ahead for Lemieux. Takes the puck and stride against the man. Bellows cuts in on goal. Makes a little move. Hey! 
The voice of Mike Lang. Mike Lang, the legendary voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins, with us now. Mike, how are you today, sir? I'm doing pretty well. It sends a little chills in my spine, even listening back to it now. <laughs> so, pretty special. <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't we won't spend a lot of time asking you about your decision to retire, but but, but we should uh, do that right off the top. Then we'll go down memory lane. So, so what led to this, and how difficult was it? Well, I simply ran out of phrases. I couldn't, I couldn't come up with any new ones. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, no, I, I, the last couple of years I've kind of cut back uh, in doing games, and I just felt that uh, this was the time to to say uh, hang up the headsets and, uh, and move along. I've got some good young people coming in. Josh Getzoff's going to take my place and work with Phil Bork, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm pleased with what, the, what he's done. I know where he's come from. And uh, I just think it was that time, at least at this point. Now, I may miss it. There's no question. But uh, uh, I made that decision, and I think we'll live with it. Mike, uh, there's been a lot of broadcasters who come to this decision. Some choose to have one last year just to kind of a going out type, every building, every person they want to see. But you didn't do that. Why? Well, that's the farthest thing from my mind. Uh, And this is my feeling. And now I, I came into Pittsburgh on a whimper. And I don't mind going out. You know, it's okay. I, I got my, uh, as Jimmy Rutherford and I were talking recently, uh, uh, he said, you have to mark there. And I said, that's fine. And, and, uh, and I agree with that. Uh, you know, it's like I've had my time, and uh, I'm appreciative of all of it, uh, particularly from the fans. But I don't need the fanfare uh, of it. I just, I just enjoyed doing my job. Uh, and if it was good for the people that were listening, then uh, that's even better to me, and the response has been fantastic. Uh, so I know it was well worth the while. It was—it's just me. Uh, I'm not one that needs to have parades around uh, every place you go. So, Mike, I mean, you can't do this job, as you well know, without being Mike Lang. So that's who you are. That's who you were on the air. Uh, Take us through that process in terms of people that may have inspired you along the way or or things that you did that that allowed you to become yourself. No, it's a good question. And uh, I I was very fortunate in my life, uh, uh, as you look back on it. uh, I knew when I was nine years old I was listening to baseball games uh, in the 50s and uh, and then the San Francisco Giants moved to California, the baseball side. And I was always a 49ers fan, so no, I was listening to broadcasts. And uh, I, something about it just, just, just agreed with me. And I just loved the way they, they approached it and did games. So Russ Hodges and Lon Simmons on the baseball side. But there was a gentleman by the name of Bill King who did the San Francisco Warriors basketball uh, and the Oakland Raiders in the old AFL days. And he was just dynamic in his, his pattern of speech and the way he said it. And then he had a phrase he used was holy Toledo. And every time he said that after a touchdown or, or a big play in the basketball, it just, it just moved me. And I said, man, I love that. And uh, I said, if I ever get into this business, if I ever get a chance, I'm going to use some phrases and, and try and inspire other people to kind of be a part of it. And uh, that's where that kind of originated with. And then I was fortunate. Uh, through it all, and uh, I didn't have a background in hockey at all. I didn't see a game till I was 20, uh, and that's another story all in itself. But I ended up in Phoenix, and my mentor was Al McCoy, who is uh, uh, now the current uh, broadcaster for the Phoenix Suns and has been 
the most tenured uh, broadcaster in the history of that league. He's got uh, if he if he goes to work next year, it'll be 50 years for him. But he was my mentor for the first half year, and then he moved on to the Suns uh, when I was in Phoenix, and uh, he taught me an awful lot about the game, uh, the people, how to handle yourself. Uh, the descriptions, radio, and this was all radio now. So I, you know, understand that, you know, that's where the 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 big part of it was. There wasn't much television in those days, but uh, today he's like a father to me still. And though we talk and and uh, converse, and uh, I'm forever grateful that really he was a big part of me being successful. I think in this business. Mike, you talked about your phrases. Were they organic, or did you have an idea maybe during the day? This is something I may like to use. Well, I put a lot of thought into them. Uh, there's a combination of how they all come about. I mean, for example, uh, he beat him like a rented mule. Uh, when I was in Pittsburgh here early in the years, I called this uh, broker friend of mine, a uh, financial broker, and we became friends. And I called him more in the daytime just to see how he was doing. And I called him one morning, and I said, Davey, how's it going? And he goes, oh, they're beating me like a rented mule. And I just stopped. I mean, it was like, my God, that that's so beautiful. He didn't even realize what he had said. So I just jotted it down, and it became part of the uh, repertoire, you know, and uh, what I was doing with goals. And they kind of built from that. And a lot of people would send me uh, phrases because they kind of got the gist of it. And you got to remember, Pittsburgh has had some unique broadcasters. Rosie Roswell, uh, one of the pirate announcers from the early, early days, uh, then you had Bob Prince here, who was uh, uh, just incredible in the phrases and things that he would use. My, Myron Cope of the Steelers. These were all different guys. And, I mean, it was like the man upstairs said, listen, i got a place for you. And uh, he sent me to Pittsburgh. So that's where it all kind of originated from. I used to keep a big shoebox, guys. Uh, and I'd put all the phrases in during the year, wherever I was, and people so I wouldn't forget and, you know, lose them out of your pocket. And uh, then this summer, I would go over them, and I would make hard decisions whether or not I thought it was uh, good enough to, to be able to use on the air. And if it wasn't a favorite of mine, and I, I approached them all this way, I, I wouldn't use it. And uh, so all the ones that I used over the years are all favorites. People ask me, what's your favorite one? And I, I, I can unequivocally tell you that I would not do it unless I felt that I'm so comfortable and so good about every one I've been able to use uh, and, and doing the broadcast. Now, Mike, is, is there one in there that you thought was uh, maybe borderline, but it hit big? Well, I'll tell you, it's amazing because uh, it, you brought that up because the phrase I use is buy Sam a drink and get his dog one, too. And that came, I was at a place having a sandwich in the afternoon, uh, the old Renhaven in, uh, in Pittsburgh, and this guy walked in the door and went to the, was on the other side of a square or a rectangular bar, and I, I heard him say to the bartender, buy Sam a drink and get his dog one, too. Man, I just stopped. I said, can you say that again? And he said, buy Sam a drink and get his dog one, too. Well, I loved it and uh, immediately put it into play and thinking it was going to be, and I, I hesitated a bit, and I said, all right, I'll use it. And these were radio days now. And usually the, the beauty of it is, and it isn't like today, you could say a phrase, and it would come all back when somebody thought they heard it a certain way, and it would just be kind of a game for the first three weeks where they were saying it wrong, and they were saying, get his cat one, two, or get, you know, something different. Yeah. But I didn't get any response when I used it. 
and I was a little leery, so I used it again. Same thing, and usually you get somewhat of a response, so I put it away. I put it away for three months, and then I had the urge one night, and out of nowhere, I say, buy Sam a drink and get his dog one, too, and what a difference. I mean, it was like they they were trying to say, well, are you going to say that again? And I eventually <laughs> came back to it, and uh, my goodness, we ended up with pictures with dogs and places and uh, all, all kinds of good things that happened from that. So that's one of the ones that, that I was uh, didn't think I was going to make it, and it eventually did. Well, Mike, I asked you a couple days ago a question. I'm going to ask you it again, maybe a little differently. So Doc <laughs> retired last year. Yeah. You retired now. Pat Foley, he works with Eddie. He's going to retire after this year. Is there something Eddie did that's causing all these retirements? Can you get, Can you think that maybe Eddie has, uh, wants to be the play-by-play guy? I didn't know he was that good. Okay. All three places, please. Yes. At the same time. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any direct correlation. It's just that we're we're a little older than the young guy Edzo, so uh, and he was terrific to work with. I mean, I, you know, you've heard me uh, before, just kind of talk about how great he was, and uh, he's he's a pro in his own rank, and hopefully someday, I think this is where he will go to the Hall of Fame, the broadcasters division. Uh, eventually, but uh, I don't think there's any direct correlation uh, between all of us retiring at the time we have. <laughs> Mike, one more before we let you go. Um, sure. When you think when you think back to all and so many great moments doing Penguins hockey, uh, can you c- come up with a couple where you thought, "Boy, am I lucky to see this?" Well, I'll, I'll say, yeah, to win the first cup was certainly after 17 years of uh, mediocrity, and to be able to do it. Uh, to win the first cup was pretty special. Uh, to also, uh, you know, uh, see Mario at his very best, Yager, uh, Sid. I mean, how blessed have I been, really, to see the great players that have come through here. But maybe the most moving moment to me uh, was the uh, tribute to Bob Johnson, the Penguins coach who won on the Stanley Cup uh, that one and only year. And after he passed away, they had a tribute to him in the arena inside and it was before the game and all the players were at center ice and as moving an experience as i've ever had in the in the, in the game of hockey was that night and uh, there were literally tears in everybody's eyes but tears of joy too uh with his family there and just for what he had accomplished and uh, so i definitely think that that probably moved me more than anything else in all the years i've been in hockey Mike, I want to thank you very much for stopping by. I really appreciate that, but I also want to thank you for what you've given the sport of hockey and us. Thank you very much. Uh, it's given me an awful lot, and uh, Jim and Perry, I, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, just keep smiling like yeah. a butcher's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. Be well. All right, we will. Thanks. <laughs> Mike Lang, legendary voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was fun. I, I got to tell you, that's, uh, wow. Use a Fox 40 whistle to be heard outdoors while walking, hiking, biking, and more. Visit fox40shot.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your order. This segment was sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor, Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 877 734 305 
5, or visit his website, BraleyAdvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Up next, Gil Scott. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes Guy, Jim Taddy, Perry Lefko with you. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing Refinancing, or if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean. Visit his website, DeanRomani.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Our next guest, uh, the Twitter account is I am Big Fresh. The man is Gil Scott, Agent Gil Scott. Gil, how are you today, sir? I'm good. How are you guys today? Well, we're, we're doing well, uh, and you're going to add to that. Uh, so, I mean, the length of time that you've been doing this, uh, the, the the representing, I mean, you go back a number of decades. How yeah. has this changed? Well, I would say the biggest change that I've seen in, you know, the first player I ever represented in the CFL was 1979, I believe. Um I would say loyalty is not as pre- prevalent today as it used to be. It used to be if you uh, had a client, uh, you were with them for life, and that's kind of the way I like to operate. And and loyalty goes both ways, uh, both from the player to the agent and the agent to the player. Um, but I would say in the last 10 to 20 years, I see a lot less loyalty uh, than I've seen in the past, in the previous you know decades. That's probably the biggest change I've noticed. Gil, I have a two-part question. Jim referenced I Am Big Fresh. So maybe you can tell us who gave you that nickname, why, and can you do an imitation of that person? No, no, I could never do an imitation of Pinball Clemens, but (laughs) (laughs) Pinball is the guy that gave me that name. Why Um, did he give you that name? Well, he he just kind of said, he said, you always look so fresh whenever I see you. You know, back in the days when we wore suits and all those kinds of things all the time, you know. So that's that's kind of where it all came from, the pinner. I, I just want to go back to that, that loyalty thing you're talking about. I mean, it, it is this kind of a strange time because with the restrictions in, in some sports, the hard salary cap, uh, people are expected to take a hometown discount, which really doesn't make a lot of sense when you realize the money that's that's left on the table. So it's it's almost like a um, a, a paradox of uh, you know there's there's money there, but but you have to do this to to make it work. It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Well, there's there's lots of uh, lots of things at play when you're negotiating a contract. A hometown discount is something that comes into play if you know, let's say a guy's married, he's got a family, he has no interest in moving across the country. You know, across the country may pay him ten or twenty or a hundred thousand dollars more, but it isn't worth it to him to do that to change locations, change teammates, go into an unknown situation. So that's where you will see a hometown discount come into play. Uh, from time to time, but then other guys are they're gonna they're gonna market themselves to the highest bidder every time. It just kind of depends on the individual client, his individual circumstances, and, and where he wants to be and and what he wants to accomplish in his career. Gil, you said you started out as an agent in 1979. I think the first client was Nick Hebler, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? You got the first name right. It was Nick Bastia, the office Nick Bastia. Okay. Hamilton and Toronto, and then he got traded to uh, Winnipeg with Mark Braganolo, and they went out to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and uh, I came back and visited him in a hotel in Hamilton when 
Winnipeg was playing in Hamilton, and Dieter Brock was in the room, and I met Dieter, and you know things just kind of went from there. So the question I was going to follow up with that is, you went from CFL players to NFL players, and then to hockey coaches, NHL coaches like right. Barry Trotz. How did that all happen? Well, there was a hockey agent friend of mine, Don Reynolds, who uh, of Uptown Sports. I think you had his son Todd on the, your program a week or so ago. Yep. Um, yeah. Don was a hockey agent representing Keith Primo and different guys back in the day and had a lot of relationships with managers and GMs in the, in the National Hockey League. And Bob Goodenow was running the NHLPA at the time. And he brought in a rule that uh, hockey agents could no longer represent coaches or managers in the National Hockey League. So it, because I didn't represent players in the National Hockey League, it opened up a window for me to do that. So Don introduced me to... Um, to John Muckler, and John was my first client. Uh, he had just got fired as executive of the year with the Buffalo Sabres, and I, he got fired for being executive of the year, and uh, I promptly took him, and my first deal was with the New York Rangers. Uh, I did with Neil Smith, and he became the head coach of the New York Rangers, was there for Gretzky's final ride in New York, and then on to Ottawa as the GM, and uh, just kind of built from there. I'm fascinated to go back to, to the CFL. And, and so with, with nothing happening last year for, for COVID reasons, right. uh, what, kind of a, what kind of a stress level is that for you and, and for your clients? Well, it's, uh, it probably wasn't that stressful on me. I felt bad for my clients who, you know, the lifeblood of their, their income is, is making money playing in the CFL. So a lot of guys were in, you know, a lot of tough spots and tough situations. Um, and there was nothing really you could do about it, right, other than a little bit of maybe government assistance that was provided. Um, so it was a really tough year for, for the players. I felt, I felt badly for the players because they, they really wanted to play. They're athletes. They're finely tuned athletes. They, they train. They get in shape, and then there's nothing to do, right? So um, it was tough on those guys. It would have been tougher on me in my earlier years, but because I've diversified my business with NFL players and, and NHL uh, coaches, it – you know, it didn't hit me as hard, uh, but I certainly haven't been able to travel anywhere. Haven't, didn't go to any NFL games last year, didn't go to any NHL Stanley Cup games or anything. So uh, certainly it has limited the, you know, the travel has been totally limited, eliminated, or it has been for the last year and a half for going to games and things like that. Well, Gil, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the late J.I. Albrecht, God rest his soul. What made... J.I. Albrecht, such an intriguing kind of paradoxical figure in all of sports, certainly here in Toronto. I met J.I., I guess, first when he was working with the Argonauts after he'd come over from Montreal. Um, J.I. was one of a kind, a very unique individual, uh, kind of operated in a secretive mode, but once he became your friend or an ally, uh, you know, he was with you for life. J.I. was very creative, very innovative. Um, I can't tell you chapter and verse, but I think he may have hired one of the first black coaches or black players in Canada uh, or even in U.S. college football when he was at Tennessee. Um, but he was an innovator. Uh, I can remember being at a sold-out game at Exhibition Stadium, an exhibition game, when the Argos were playing, and it was like 50-some thousand people. And he brought Lou Ferrigno, the, you know, the Incredible Hulk, up to try and play on the defensive line and that's 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 J.I. he was always looking for an edge looking for something different and something that the you know the crowd would want to come see <laughs> and 
and he uh, he even managed the Harlem Globetrotters at one point. I mean, he did many many things in his life. He uh, he was he was one of a kind. They don't make them like that anymore. Uh, you know, as you were saying that, I thought, boy, you know, you could write a book. Perry would would be happy to help you about some of these CFL characters. If you want to go back forty, fifty years, uh, they are eccentric, all capital letters, aren't they? Yeah, there's been some unique individuals over the year, for sure. Yeah. So, Gil, I should tell, let the listeners know that your son is Bill, Bill Scott, who I think he's the assistant general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. That's Why correct. did he choose to go in a hockey operations mode as opposed to just follow you into the agent business? Well, uh, when Bill started out, uh, you know, in high school, Don Matthews had him as a ball boy for the Argos. That's where he got his start. Uh, working with Danny Webb and the equipment guys at the Argos, and then he went on to Michigan State University and worked with the hockey team, did their video, got to practice with them every day. wasn't a caliber of player that could play NCAA Division One hockey, but he got to practice with them and, and travel with the team everywhere they went for four years, and he got a degree in business, and it was his goal to work in, in the National Hockey League. That's what he wanted to do. So when he graduated from Michigan State, he sent resumes to everybody in the National Hockey League, and one general manager got back to him, and I said, well, I know that guy. You want me to call him? And he says, no, Dad, you stay out of it. I want to do this myself. So kudos to him. He did. He he got on as an intern with the Nashville Predators, and uh, then he went to the ECHL as manager of hockey ops, then to the American League as manager of hockey ops, and then the Oilers hired him to be their general manager of their American Hockey League team in Oklahoma City. They had some good success there, and then Craig McTavish brought him up to Edmonton as the assistant GM about, man, it must have been seven, or seven years ago or seven or eight years ago, I believe. So here's one last question for you. We had Milt Stiegel on before. Everybody knows Milt is a splendid dresser. So right. between him and Davis Sanchez, who is the better dresser? Oh, it's got to be Milt. got to be Milt. Why? He's got that flair. <laughs> What about factor. and what about pinball in a in a three man contest? Who would win? Well, pinner all the way down, hands down. <laughs> That's a visual. I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everybody would enjoy every second. Gil, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. All right. You thanks. too. Talk That's to Gil you. Scott. Bye-bye. The Twitter account. I am Big Fresh, and that's delivered by Pinball Clemens. And, and he gave you one too, didn't he? He called me Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea. Uh, when you get a nickname from Pinball Clemens, that means you're in. So okay. I was well, in. I wrote a book with him, and uh, he is, uh, he's a one-of-a-kind, certainly. Well, air quote, sweet P, I have to do this. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. He specializes in mortgage financing for purchases, refinances, home equity line of credit, and private lending. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact him on Twitter at MTG Dean. Visit his website, deanromani.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Yes Guy, No Guy is next. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes Guy, No Guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the officially sanctioned Yes Guy edition of Yes Guy, No Guy. Go ahead, sir. If Title Forces wins the Queen's Plate, we will hear Eddie O all the way from Chicago saying, Yes Guy. 
Oh, yes, guy. I mean, how would you go against Eddie O's picks? I mean, the man has a track record. Sorry about the pun there, but I mean, I mean, I would go, absolutely. He's going to open the window wherever he is and he's going to say, yes, guy. And people are going to look at him like, huh? Yeah, agreed. <laughs> how about yourself? Yeah, I, I've known Eddie for so long. No one gets more excited about winning their bets than Eddie does. So, uh, uh, yeah, it would be great if he wins and we're giving out the pick at 12 to 1. So, if he wins and you bet on him, you're going to get rich quickly. Yes, guy, no guy. The Jays will just miss the wild card spot. No guy. They won't just miss. They're going to miss by a lot. They're trending. Oh. They're tracking in the wrong direction right now, and it's a bad time to be doing it. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say they're just going to miss it, so I'm going to say yes, guy, to my yes, guy, no guy. Go ahead, sir. Anybody who thinks it's too hot right now should should just be aware that in about three months from now it's going to get really cold. Yes, guy. <laughs> well, thanks for mapping out the. Uh, and has it ever been any different, guy? I mean, really, what the heck was that guy? Yes, guy. guy. <laughs> How many times do people go? Oh, it's so hot right now. Right in oh, three months from now, it's, it's so cold right now. That's what I'm getting at, guy. I, I get it, and and it's always so something, right? It's so hot, it's so cold, it's so dark, it's so bright, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's nobody's happy here. So, anyway, yes, guy, no guy. The Coyotes will find a way somehow to stay in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, they'll stay in Arizona, but it won't be where they are right now because the city's had enough of them. I say they're going to move to Scottsdale. What do you think about that guy? Uh, yes, guy. I think that was the, the the you know I don't know where the rink is, but uh, you know that was the I think that's the preferred location anyway, isn't it? I think it's the preferred Glendale location. Was a I don't think it's where they are right now. It's where they were at one point. No, no, it's there in Glendale. Glendale, the Gila River Arena. What yeah, is Glendale it? was uh, a mess. Guy, guy, do you know what mess. Gila River Arena means? Gila. It's it's no. I'm not going to get into it. Gila River. Is is, is it Gila? Gila. It's Gila. Yeah. Okay, guy. Okay, guy. Move on. Go ahead. Come up with a question quickly here, guy. We've got two minutes to burn. When Masai Ujiri spoke the other day, did you hear Mike Babcock's words of, there's going to be pain coming? No, guy, because the difference is, the difference is Masai Ujiri has a track record. He's already done it here. And, and so I think with the Raptors, it's not a literal translation, but getting set for the season, you would look at this as maybe 2014 in that, um, you know, you're going to see how it turns out. And if it, if there are corrections to be made, they will, but you're not thinking championship. This is, it's not a, it's not a rebuild. It's sort of a reset. And uh, trying to get as many assets in order, and at some point those assets will be traded off for star players, and a championship will follow. I have total confidence here, guy. Total confidence. Okay. I just think what he's doing is yeah. setting it up so don't get your expectations too high this year. And I think we're in for another one of these major moves to turn around this team and get to the championships. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Well, no, it's going to take three or four or five years. Well, is, is there a problem with that? Okay, here, yes, guy, no, guy. There's a problem with Messiah Jury's plan. Yes, guy. Because, again, oh. Oh. guy, he had to make oh. one trade oh, to turn around the franchise. It's not going to work like it's working right now. People had that taste of championship they wanted again. They don't want to wait. Oh, really, guy? Was that a new one, yes, guy, oh, really, guy? Guy? 
Yeah, really, guy is like the limbo version of yes guy, no guy. You, you've just drifted off the page, and now you forced me to do a reset. I'm going to say, oh, really, guy, to that. I think most people, most basketball fans, are are interested in, in a developing story, and that's what we have here. Uh, I'll give you, you an okay. Can't win a championship game. every year. No, but they won it because of one move. They have to do that, no matter how good they get. He has to make that move again to get to where they were. Yes. Yes, guy. Okay. Yes, guy. He, he, that's right. That will happen. It's not going to be this year. It's not going to be next year. It's probably four or five years down the road. And on that note, thank everybody for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Yes, Guy. <laughs>